This week on Down the Wire, we have lots to talk about. The NBA playoffs is just getting hotter by the week, and MLB is still the MLB. <sighs> All this and more on Down the Wire. Okay, episode 21, Down the Wire, oh. baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm uh, going to celebrate with a white claw because we're 21. Oh, gross. That is just <laughs> truly lemonades. What happened to those? Uh, well, I, look, I was being a 21-year-old, so I was going with the trendy one. Got it, got it, got it. No laws when you're drinking claws, you know what I'm saying? Never. No laws. Never. Yeah, I'm not a big seltzer guy, so I, I don't really dabble in those. The The Natty Light seltzers are all right, um, and the White Claws are gross, so I can't do it. Uh, some of the White Claws are good. I don't mind the lime one, though everyone says the lime one's the worst. Actually, you know uh, which one I do like? I like the Ruby Grapefruit, and everyone hates that one. Yeah, that one was not good. Uh, I had Black Cherry over the weekend, too, which wasn't too bad. I, I just think, why drink, like, at this point, you know, why am I thinking of being healthy when I'm trying to get drunk? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's uh, being healthy so much as it is not hurting your body more than the other <laughs> Well, I think that's, like, what they're trying to get off of here is, like, oh, it's a better alternative than beer. And it's, like, but it's gross, so why would I? Like, there's no I reason. Like, why? why? to me. Well, right, you don't like beer, though. I don't like beer. Those truly lemonades are the bomb. <laughs> They're dangerous. They'll catch up They'll catch up to you if you keep having a lot of them. I would drink an entire box of that. Are you talking still? I w no, I was done. I said oh. I would drink an entire box. That's all. That's it? That's all right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was just scared with the technical difficulties chance, maybe. I didn't know. You just stopped talking, yeah. so... We're going to keep having, that whole thing in. We're going to, yeah, having testicle difficulties. I, yeah, I don't think that's what I said. But, <laughs> all right, speaking of testicles, did you see, let's start the show up, all right? I got I got one that kind of goes crazy with this. Ready? Did yeah. you see the Tour de France crash? Yeah, I did. Dude, how I many did. testicles do you think were ruined in that one? Oh, no. Oh, hey, my. You know what they they're, they're professional cyclists. They have to have some type of, like, cup, right? Yeah, for sure. Do you think? I don't know. Those seats are always so tiny. I don't think they're on their cup like that. Like, they're never, like, sitting on the chair or on the seat or whatever. And then... There's got to be some type of cushion there. I don't know. It's just one of the craziest things. Like, way to put the Tour de France back on the map since Lance Armstrong. Like, who's even watched a tour i didn't even watch him when they were there when he was there i mean he was just really good so everyone knows about it but if you didn't see a huge sign which what did that sign even say like something in french probably what do you think it said on the sign <laughs> what do you think it said uh, let's look uh tour de france sign i like take your guess on what that sign said like hi mom <laughs> or, or like it's got to uh, be something stupid. Uh, it said, 
come on, granddad slash granny. <laughs> That's what I mean. So it's like virtually what I was thinking right there. That's along the it same was, lines. It was actually a mixture of French and German. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But I, I, I don't know. How did that lady get so close to the edge? L- look, everyone is so worried about everything. I'm sure the uh, like organizers were running about and uh, not paying attention. Well, it caused 21 people to get injured in this crash, and way more were involved. It really took out like the entire field. I mean, it, it hit one person, and the domino effect after was like 50 people got stopped up by this crash in the Tour de France. It was yeah. the most cre- the, the most press the Tour de France has gotten since Lance Armstrong, by far. They were, um, the, the, like, the organizers are actually planning on suing the woman if they can find her. Oh, she got away? Yeah, uh, so, like, the sign was there, uh, and then she, after the accident happened, she left the scene and uh, apparently hasn't been found since. <laughs> what? She, damn, I didn't know all that. I, that was... What a crime. What a crime to get away with that. That's insane. She she was she's probably the most famous person in the world right now across sports and got away completely. The most famous per- person in the world right now? Yeah, everyone saw that crash. Everyone saw that. <laughs> what? No one knows her I, name. I get it. I get it. It's it's like understandable, but Okay. Where does this? Where would this have ranked in our fan? What did we do? The fan, Ooh. like worst fans. Uh, you know what? It might make the top ten, um, but I don't think it's getting high. I it's think not, we did five, right? At five a piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have made our list. I think. Yeah, I think I think it would have ranked the top ten, uh, but not top five. Well, no one died, so that was the good news, at least. It, but. Oh. I thought you were saying that was, like, the bad news. No. Why she's not in the top five. Well, right. Like, it can't be that. Can't be that famous. (laughs) Uh, That that will have to go into, like, the t-shirt gun death section. Right. Just keep shooting it out. All right. Speaking of shooting, NBA playoffs, baby. NBA playoffs have been, um... Very boring, these rounds right here, I think, Boring? You think? Don't you think? I do not think they have been boring. You know what? I take it back. I'll give you boring on the western side, but the eastern side, not a chance. Okay, fair enough. The Suns Clippers, like, can they just say, I got a couple notes about it. Number one, can they just say Kawhi Leonard's not going to play the rest of the series? Like, what's the point of telling him that he's going to be out every game? Like, he's not coming back this series, right? Um, I know he wants to play real, real bad. Also, it could be a strategy thing to be like, oh, he's going to play, and then the Suns kind of prepare for him. I don't think they are, but, you know, who knows? Because, yeah. If if Kawhi's playing, he is the best player on the court, despite well, the teams being that much different. Absolutely, absolutely. Kawhi Leonard's the the best player on the court if he's in. He's not going to play, though, I don't think. And they just keep... No. Like, so what's going to happen? What, this is what's going to happen with it. They're going to lose the series. 
game five is tonight, I would assume, like, this is it. This is where the Suns clinch the title, right? Or the West tonight. Western Conference title, right? Is that a thing? Do they do that like they do for, like, the NFL? I think they get a trophy, right? Uh, If they win the West? It's like the pennant. like that. I, I think they get a trophy, if I'm not mistaken. This is where the Suns win it tonight, I think. And then the Clippers are going to announce, like, a really bad injury on Kawhi Leonard, right? That's how it's going to work. Well, you see that Kawhi has uh, come out a couple times and said how much he's pissed at uh, the team doctors for doing this to him. You know, this is the same type of shit that happened to him in San Antonio that, you know, caused him to get traded to Toronto and end, end up winning a title over there. And he missed a whole year as well before that. Yeah, you know, um, for as much as I like Kawhi, he's making it much easier to hate him lately. He he just doesn't want to play until the playoffs. That's what he is. He's one of those guys that just wants to go in and win meaningful games. He doesn't give a shit about his stats. He wants to just win meaningful basketball games. And I mean, can you blame them? Right. That's how the entire NBA is moving right now as well, too. These guys don't care about the regular season. They want to just play in the playoffs and win championships because that's all anyone even cares about. But also, bring this up real quick about it. Championships shouldn't even define this whole thing because I got into a huge argument on the team bus this week that we're definitely going to discuss near the end of the episode. So a little bit of foreshadowing into that. Now, anyway, back to this. The Suns Clippers, are the Suns? The Suns are scary, right? Uh, they can be. I, I know lately they actually have not been playing all that well. Devin Booker is a little bit cold, and I, I, Chris Paul is still trying to find his form uh, from from when he before when he uh, before he left. Ah, ugh, could not talk. But uh, yeah, I, I think. If they're firing at all cylinders, that Suns team is definitely scary. Well, DeAndre uh, Ayton just had another monster game. 19 points, 22 rebounds. He is catching a bag this when he gets his contract now because he's a fucking animal in the paint. Just there's no one who's going to be able to hang with him. He's too damn big. Well, real question is, is, uh, is this going to be... A consistent thing going forward or is this just another playoff like push of a player you know we saw that last year with Bradley and uh, not Bradley Beal um Tyler Hero and it, it, that that did not pan out this season Tyler Hero was not a factor in most games well and that's because Tyler Hero is just not that great of a player and fakes his voice and has a decent jumper but that's about it like come on Right, like no hatred at all that I went to high school next to him and he sucked when he played us and we held him to four points his last game at Cudahy. So, just saying. Great hate. Uh, On the spot right now, give me your best Kawhi Leonard laugh. (laughs) Ooh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, right? I didn't even think that was going to be that good, but it was pretty good. Honestly, I was ready for you to kind of embarrass yourself and then for you to like come in and do like a, a 65% one but I, I, I think you got me beat there's no way I, I do a better one than that yeah I thought I just nailed it right there I didn't even think <laughs> yeah nope. you're, that was like a shack laugh <laughs> ah, 
Uh, eh, oh, now we're just getting into Shaq. What is this about? I don't know. I like Shaq. Shaq's a cool dude. Bring back, bring back Danny V, who is unfortunately on the DL. I know Dan Vogelbach, dude. Oh my God, man, he got hurt on a home run. Like that's just the most. That's so Dan Vogelbach. That is just the most Dan Vogelbach thing I could think of. <laughs> Ricky was not gonna make it, but. Anyway, I think the Suns are taking the series tonight. Now we head over to the other side, and let's talk Bucks-Hawks. Bucks just coming off Game 3 win, and I just want to say, don't don't even think about putting any trust into Chris Middleton yet. I don't want anyone to think that. He dropped... No, no, stop, stop. He's going to drop 12 tomorrow. Watch, he's going to drop 15 points. Look, 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 look. He's going to drop 15 points tomorrow. Watch, that's what he does. After he drops 38, he drops 15. I completely understand uh, not wanting to label him a stud, a superstar. I get that. That is a real thing. But for you to just say that he's not, not reliable, Chris Middleton has had a really good playoff run this season Chris Middleton I, I can't I can't trust him if we win the title I will trust Chris Middleton that's what I'll do if he what, helps us, what if he helps get you to the finals if we would have beat like Philly then maybe but we're playing Atlanta right now who might not have Trey Young tonight or tomorrow night who's listed as questionable after his ankle injury we got kind of lucky beating the Nets already because they had an injury history over there too I Chris Middleton's got to do more. If he if we win the title, I will trust Chris Middleton. All right. Um, I I think you're wrong, but you know I I am also a little biased. I did tell you at the start of this playoffs that Chris Middleton was going to be a big player in these in in the the Bucks playoff series, and to me he's definitely showing up. He's had a couple of 30-point games. I think he had another one earlier uh, earlier this season with 33, I believe. And he's had a fair amount of upper 20s as, w- uh, as well. Chris Middleton is playing really damn good. Hey, hey, I'm not saying he doesn't have the potential to drop 30 points. I'm saying the next game, he usually drops 15, 17, 13. I, I don't want someone who's averaging 20 points a game because he drops 30 one night and 10 the next. I don't want that. Well, all right. All right. I, I can understand. I can understand. Look, look. Uh, game one against the Heat, 27 points. Uh, game three against the Nets, 35. Game, uh, what is that? Five against the Nets, 25. Game six against the Nets, 30, 38. 23, 15, 15, 33. I, I understand. Like, he's definitely streaky. It, it, he should be a lot better at that point. He's but he's his... a very hot and cold player. And when he's hot, he's nice. He put up 20 points in the fourth quarter yesterday. Was the reason why we won the game. I will give him that. I need him to be... If he, I would rather him just drop 22 every night. Just drop 22 every night. Have Giannis drop the 35 and 38. Chris Middleton, just drop your 22 to 25 every night. All right. All right. I'll give you that. 
I'll give you that. Just so I know who I'm getting. You know, uh, do you know what Chris Middleton's nicknames are? What's Chris Middleton's nickname? One Cash Money. With a with a K. K H. Okay, yeah, yes. okay, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Two W D forty. Why? Uh, I, I have no clue. No that, clue. What's what is the? I'm like thinking that's not his initials, and his number is like 22. Why the fuck is he WD40? Uh, that's a good question. Um, and then number three is Baby Joe Johnson. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Which is just rude. Yeah, yeah, I would hate that. Like, Joe John, fuck that. What? <laughs> like, that was what a terrible list of nicknames. Shout out. Shout out to Basketball Reference. I'm going to have to use this, and we're going to have to do a game uh, probably next week. For most irrelevant that. nicknames. That's what it is. Just, just going to give a whole bunch of weird nicknames. Yeah, most irrelevant nicknames, and then we have to guess who it is. Yep. Yeah, down, down, write it down. Got it. Um, More basketball news. So the Bucks are going to take on the Hawks tomorrow, as everyone knows. Um, If the Bucks don't win this series, Bud should get fired, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. They need to win this series. I mean, if we were facing Philly, maybe Bud could stick around. It's Atlanta. We have no business losing the series. Need to get to the finals now. And Giannis, looked, Giannis is playing really well. He's one of only four guys to have 10, 30, and 10 games this year, um, which the other four were Kareem, Hakeem, and Shaq. So pretty good company. Man... I'm telling you, they used that first game as a scouting mechanism. And don't get me wrong, I was completely blown away by Trey Young's performance in that game one. 49 points, an absolute monster. But I think that they just did it to kind of see how they need to play and maybe even give the Hawks a little bit of false hope and have them be... um, have them be a little overconfident going into the rest of the series because, you know, then they showed up and they were leading by almost 50, over 50 points in game two. Yeah. Game two was like a good old fashioned ass whooping. There was nothing in between about that. They, they showed them like why they're there too. And now I just want to say like, I'm a little bit disappointed in Trey young. Because he is really trying to get this shimmy over, and it just needs to stop. Yeah, like you're down 2-1, bro. Stop shimmying every single time. I I get it. I get it. Like, game one, he deserved to shimmy. But 
game two, he shimmied at, like, at, when they were down by, like, ten points, he hits a three-pointer and starts shimmying, and then, you know, proceeds to get molly-whopped. Uh, and then he, he shimmied yesterday, too. Wh- why? Stop it. Quit making it a thing. Do you think Trey Young can win an MVP? No. No? No. Never. I, I don't think he will. Okay. I mean, the, you just hear it with the Steph Curry comparisons and whatnot, and obviously Steph won MVPs, but I don't I don't think Trey Young is... How, how fair is it to compare Trey Young and Steph Curry? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm completely yeah. on your side with this. I think it's a little ridiculous. Like, obviously, yeah, he hit some deep threes and whatnot, but he definitely needs more than one other guy there to help him win an MVP still. Hey, since we're on the topic of basketball, we did get a whole bunch of head coaching spots filled. I, I counted three. Is that correct? Uh, Indiana, we have... No, we have four. Indiana, oh. we have um, Boston, we have Dallas, and we have Portland today. Wait, wait, wait Boston's head coach? Yeah, they... Uh, what's his name? Oh, let, let me look it up real fast because what, Boston did not hire a head coach, did they? Really? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Mm, it, Boston can, Celtics. It's like Omni Imari or something like that. Oh my God, Ime Aduka. Oh, here it is. Yep, that was three days ago. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where the hell you've been. What? But... I miss yeah. this completely. Is this the guy? Yeah. Where was he before? With the Spurs, right? Does that sound right? No, he was a Nets assistant Nets. coach, if I remember Nets. correctly. Nets, yes, yes, it is Nets. Yeah, what? Yeah, Ime Udoka. And hilarious enough, did you see the NBA analyst on ESPN, Jay Williams, with this? Oh, you obviously didn't. No, but yeah. Jay Williams, ESPN analyst, uh, actually got a lot of heat uh, about – this this hiring because he went to his Twitter account and congratulated Udoka on becoming the the new head coach for Boston and the first head coach of color for the Celtics. Yikes. Um, Yeah. um... You want to take a guess how many head coaches uh, in Boston have been a minority? Well, didn't Bill Russell end... Doc Rivers coach there? Six head he'll be the sixth head coach. There have oh been five other ones. Did you see like very similar story? We'll come back to basketball with it right after this. You saw the Hendricks guy for the Reds where the announcer said he was the first guy to ever have his name end in X to play in the big leagues in the history of MLB. And like Jimmy Fox, Greg Maddox, like Bobby Cox. <laughs> like it was just like an endless list of how many people were there and he just said it flat out like it was completely not true get it boy yeah so anyway Ime Adoko I just completely missed that how did I miss that I, I don't know I, just, um, I was very surprised by that hiring I'm not gonna lie I did not expect them to go that route I would have thought they would have went more traditional but uh, yeah Ime Adoka is the new Boston head coach, and I, uh, I don't, I don't know if this means that they're 
doing like one of those half rebuilds because there's no way that you can expect them to come in and just murder it, you know? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, and, and that's assistant coach from there. Um, there was um, three other hirings. So we had yeah. Rick Carlisle. Uh, move, yeah, move over from east to west. From east to west. Okay, one sec. Let me. Okay, I got that. I just had to do that math in my head, you know, the geography. All right. Rick Carlisle is the newest head coach of the Pacers. I'm. Uh, yeah. I think that's a pretty good move for the Pacers. Uh, you know what? They're going to add a, a very good system to their team. The team uh, is nice. Tried, they tried to be, I think, out of the box this past season with whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, that guy just did not pan out at all. Uh, that was a complete disaster for the Pacers. And, you know, they were relatively competitive, but I don't know if you heard about all the griping in the back with him. Yeah, not a fan, not a fan. Uh, and, and now you get someone like Carlisle, who that's usually what the Pacers do, is that they hire you know, established coaches and they try to run with them, kind of similar to how the Bucks do things, because that's you know, the, kind of the Bucks track record, is they don't hire anyone fancy too often. Um but yeah, I, I actually like this a lot, and it, it if it works, man, watch out for that Pacers team because they have a pretty decent squad. It's a team that is just there's a lot of really good players. You know what I mean? They don't have a lot of star power, but a lot of really good players. I mean, you're talking Malcolm Brogdon, T.J. Warren, Deba- uh, Sabonis, Turner, rounding out their front court. Like, there's a lot of guys on there that have potential to have really good games and be really nice players. Karis LeVert just came over as well. Like, oh my God, the team has a lot of really good players. They just don't have a star, it feels like. And The the former coach is Nate Bjorkgren. Yeah, see, that just wasn't, that wasn't going to (laughs) come to my head. There was no chance. Who watches Pacers basketball also? Like, come on. Maybe now we will more with Rick Carlisle there. Uh, I would. How, what grade are you going to give this higher then? Uh, with Carlisle, I'm going to go B. I, I think that it gets brought down a little bit because Carlisle hasn't been all too relevant down in Dallas, and maybe that's something on him that he's got to change up a little bit. Um, I, I and I, I also feel that it might be a little too safe. Too safe? Yeah. Well. I, I don't know, like, I, I, I think that, well, now we got the other two, and I'll say this is the best hire, I think, of the four, Rick Carlisle's is. Yeah, uh, well, you know what, I, I can't even grade Ime Odoka. I have no clue about his... That's fair. ...as a, as a person. You know I, I just I mean? think like, that it was weird to get him in here... Like with that Celtics team, who just two years ago were in the Eastern Conference Finals, virtually with the same roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I think that was questionable because I would have thought Boston would go after Rick Carlisle uh, before you know anyone else. Yeah, and just try to get someone in there to really lead that team. That's pretty close, and they have two really good superstar players, and definitely one who can be a leader on a championship team in Jason Tatum. Um, next up, we'll go to Dallas. 
Jason Kidd is the newest head coach for the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm not not a fan of this one. And you know what? Jason Kidd just goes everywhere and does mediocre and still gets jobs. I um I'm worried. I'm concerned for Luca. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Look, I would assume they probably had him kind of give his say. Right? I, I mean, guess. They, they fired everyone. They fired everyone for Luca to make happy. So I, you know, I don't know what else you could say towards that, but you know, you don't think that they fire everyone and then have him come in and at least give his opinion on things? Did you see who they that Jason Kidd is hiring to bring on the staff as well? No. Okay, so get ready. So first of all, did you know Dirk is a special advisor for the team or something along the lines? Just some bullshit title. Okay. Well, they did that same thing. They did that same thing with uh, Tim Duncan in uh, with Greg Popovich. Right. Was right. Last year. Yeah. And, yes. And look how effing terrible that was right nothing good from it nothing good but expected to be hired on jason kidd's staff first jj Barea. okay oh and then next jason terry oh yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna go with hometown crowd yeah we're just bringing back the 2011 mavs that beat the heat and Hoping that that works again. Yikes. That's what I mean. When I saw J.J. Barea was, like, expected to be the assistant coach next year, I knew they were fucked from that moment on. And Jason Kidd, had, what, he was assistant in L.A., right? And what the fuck did he do over in L.A. with LeBron being on the team? You don't do any coaching if LeBron James is on your basketball team, okay? Look, I will say, I will say, Jason Kidd teams are usually very good on defense. Which, if if the Mavs needed help anywhere, it's defense. Because Luka doesn't play. Uh, and even Kristaps is still primarily an offensive guy. And so, maybe getting some defensive mindset in there might help. A little bit? I don't know. I I, I am not a fan of that. I, I grade that as an F, in my opinion. But... An F? I didn't know about that, but I, I yeah, I would have probably said like a D, D plus. Like that, he, he's just not a championship coach. He's not. There's no way. And with Luka... He, Go ahead. You saw it in Milwaukee. He was over his head and out of his league. Uh, with with the way that he coached the Bucks, thank goodness uh, they were able to drop him before Giannis became what Giannis is today, uh, and that's saying something because he you know he came onto the scene with Jason Kidd, and Giannis was very adamant about keeping Kidd. Right. Uh, thank thank God that changed that changed because. Could you imagine if we still had Kid for this run of the Bucks? Yeah, I'm way happier with Bud. I'm happier with Bud for sure. Next and uh, oh, uh, next up, yes, yeah, yeah. I I, I want to start off this one because there's a whole lot to divulge in Portland. Portland hires Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Um. So 
is Damian Lillard getting traded or what? He is actually pissed. That's what I didn't talk to Dame about this. Like, like I think he might be getting traded. And yeah, it, uh, it 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 makes no sense. Like I thought this guy was like super loyal, super Portland, you know, and then they hired Chauncey Billups and don't talk to him. And now Dame is just liking everything on Twitter, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that means he's getting traded. And I thought it was crazy, but now I'm like, holy shit, Damian Lillard might be getting traded. Well, and I, you know, we had this conversation not too long ago about, I I don't know if we did it on one of our podcasts or if we were just talking uh, off the air, but I told you that Damian was never leaving Portland. Right. I, I thought he was not. I, you know, I am changing my tone right now because they they did nothing to help Damian Lillard stay. I think that it's it, it, it's so mind boggling that you can have probably one of the best point guards in the NBA on your team and just do nothing to surround him with anyone, and then to continue to just piss him off. They, this has to be a move for a full rebuild, or at least there's going to be something moving. Like, either Dame or McCollum is gone from Portland, I think, for sure, after this year. And probably won't play this year for him, because Ben Simmons is a huge landing spot for Portland. And they're talking about the McCollum-Simmons flop from there, too. So, with that being said, like... Does that even do anything? I don't know what Chauncey Billups is going to do. He has no head coaching experience, and I, it's it, look what look what happened with Steve Nash this year. I mean, he got bounced in the second round, and I don't see much more coming out of it if Dame is playing with Chauncey Billups in the West. Look, I don't know. You know, you bring in uh, a point guard itself as well. Maybe that's their their thought process. Is that you know? It, it kind of connects with each other. I, now, as an overall, I, I don't hate the idea of Chauncey Billups. I'm not a fan of Chauncey Billups for a head coach position, but I, you know, he gets a lot of credit from around the league for the his uh, time on the bench. You know, because he's been an assistant where everywhere I think, and. I, I'm going to give the grade overall a C. And if it forces Billups, uh, I should say Damian Lillard out, then it has to be an F, right? Yeah, it's definitely the worst move then. Because why trading Chauncey for Dame is just not it. All right. All right so kind of breaking off but following with this story. Um, because of the fact that we talked about Damian Lillard possibly being traded. Bleacher Report did come out with an article today about potential uh, Damian Lillard trades. I want you to hear them and then kind of give me your thoughts and uh, whether or not this is a yay or nay from you. Okay. okay? Yes. So the first first one they have is New York Knicks, which you should know the New York Knicks are going to be doing a ton of of moves this offseason. They got cap space up the ass. 
a lot of really good players and a bunch of future first round picks as well. And the a lot Knicks of good going... contracts too. They have a lot of good team options. Like Julius Randle is going to be making 18 million next year. That's it. Yeah, they're they're going to be swapping galore. I I promise you that. So here's the trade. Damian Lillard for RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Quickly, a 2021 first round pick a 2022 pick swap and a 2023 first round pick. Mm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say nay on that one. I don't know why you would want that. If you're Portland. Oh, I actually like this one. I I, I get the young talent. I get the young talent around that, but RJ Barrett did come around a little bit this year. So that was good to see for Mitchell Robinson and Emmanuel quickly with it. But I, I don't know. I don't think that's a trade that they should do. No. Manuel quickly is probably the biggest steal of the draft. He had a very good season for the Knicks. And I, you know what? It, this could pan out very well. Mitchell Robinson's also a great shooter, man. RJ Barrett's the biggest question mark. But, you know, you're getting two first-round picks and then the better of a, of a second pick in that pick swap. So, you know, who knows? I'm not uh, I'm not saying that it's that it's the best deal that it could be offered, but it's not a bad one. I'll give it on a scale of 1 to 10, that can be a 5. That's right in the middle, 5. Okay, I was going to I was thinking 7. I'm thinking about both teams. I'll go 5, right in the middle, right in the middle. All right. Uh next up they have the New Orleans Pelicans. So it'd be Damian Lillard and Robert Covington. Okay. For Brandon Ingram, Eric Bledsoe, 2021 first round pick, 2022 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, and a 2025 first round pick. I mean, yeah, that's probably that's higher. That's a, that's an eight, I would that, say. That's a nine. Yeah. Four that... first round picks, and you you get Lillard and or uh, Ingram and Bledsoe. I, now Bledsoe is you trash. Know, whatever. Trash. He could. He could get gone. Yeah, but Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I I like that a lot. They get four. They get an All Star in return and a four first round picks. That's the trade you make. I don't think New Orleans would do that trade. That seems ridiculous. But could you imagine well, Damian Lillard playing with Zion too? Holy shit! The Athletic mentions that you know Zion's Williamson kind of wants out of New Orleans, um, and his family is putting the foot on the neck of the pelicans uh to try to get him out of there you know this is one way to keep him happy man there's no excuse for zion what if they send zion to portland in what a player for player swap it would be nuts but what if honestly you would have to send back and i think you would have to send back a first round pick because zion is so young right damien damien's got what seven years on him yeah but also zion's career zion's career is definitely it if history would say it's gonna be shorter than the normal career he's so explosive and so large like he's probably only got until he's 30 right i'm sorry zion is 10 years younger that is a first round pick yeah 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 
right. I'll, I'll give that one an eight, nine, eight and a half. That one's good. Yeah, that one's a good trade. All right, next up, the aforementioned Philadelphia 76ers. Lillard for Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, 2021 first-round pick, 2022 first-round pick swap, and a 2024 first-round pick swap. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think this does enough. Yeah, um, that's... I, I think that is that is giving a lot of credit to Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's a four. Off. That's a three or a four. I, it's I'm giving that a three. I, they're they're giving just way too much credit to Ben Simmons for that. And don't get me wrong, I take that back. Not Emmanuel quickly. Tyrese Maxey is definitely the steal of the draft this season. He was like a mid twenties pick, and that dude's been falling in philadelphia yeah maxi was a great pickup for the uh, sixers in the draft this last year i I don't hate that at all but like come on man ben simmons like has zero experience or zero proof that he can play like relevant games yeah i I, or not even so much play relevant games but even be remotely consistent offensively he's just he's just got the yips i think that's what it is we were talking about it last week with chris it's definitely, definitely the yips. Something along there. It's not there. the yips. It's not the yips when it has been reoccurring for years. The yips is like a game to game, week to week thing, not a year to year to year to year thing. But he does well in the regular season. If Ben Simmons had an average jump shot, he would be being talked about as like a top five player in the league. Uh, how long did it take for Ben Simmons to hit a free throw or to hit a shot? Was it? It was a three-pointer, yeah. I, I think it took him a year or two. Like, yeah. like, I get it. I get it. All right, yeah, that's like a three. No, I'll give that one like a three. Same. And last but not least is the Boston Celtics. Okay. Damian Lillard for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick. That's the best deal for the Blazers right now. Really? I think so. I think so. Over Brandon Ingram, yeah. I'd rather have Jalen Brown over Brandon Ingram. I, I think okay, Brandon uh, Jalen Brown averaged like twenty five points a game with a guy, or at least twenty points. I know it was with a guy who is also averaging like twenty five points a game on his team and plays better defense. Uh, you know, what? you get a two uh, two very very good players, and the, I guess the idea would be what Smart, McCollum, Brown, Covington, and Nurkic. That's a that's it's, a playoff team. It's pretty good. Uh, you know what though? That's that's just a whole bunch of of number twos though. Yeah, you're right? not winning a title with that team for sure. But I don't think Brandon Ingram can be that guy either. I guess. I feel like Brandon Ingram though is more likely to be a number one than anyone. What than what? Jalen Brown. Yeah, I also guess that like the four first round picks outweighs the two first round picks a lot more too. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a tie. Thing. I'll tie that because I think Jalen Brown is better than Brandon Ingram, but the four first round picks is pretty crazy. So, and they're the Pelicans' I'll, first I'll round it. picks. Uh, yes. As well, opposed, one of them is a is a Lakers one. So the twenty twenty two would be a, a via the Lakers. Okay, but the, well, the other three are all first round picks. Yeah, I think uh, I think it would be better. <sighs> 
I don't know. I think Jalen Brown's really good. I think Jalen Brown's going to be a star in this league. Yeah, I do. You're you're putting that at an eight? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll I'll go eight for that one, and I'll go eight and a half for the Pelicans one. All right. Uh, I'm not ready I'm to go nine. That one, I'm gonna give that. Well, I gave a seven to the the Knicks one, I guess. So I guess I'd give it an eight too. It pro- I'm probably gonna knock that Knicks one down to a six. So are we all in agreement though that the best potential deal is that New Orleans Pelicans with probably the Celtics, then what Knicks and uh, yeah, who's the last Sixers one? pulling up the rear? Oh yeah, Sixers were the worst pick by far. That one was the worst one. Yeah, that again too much on Ben Simmons. Boo. CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. That's a better better deal. Shit! Oh, good God. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, um, should we get talking baseball? We've been talking basketball this whole episode. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, little unrelated. Before we jump into baseball, uh, rather MLB, NC State got absolutely screwed at this College World Series. Did you see that? Yeah, look, they got screwed, but at the same time, they didn't. No, they, they got do. screwed, man. They, they got screwed. They got screwed. They got they let them play the game before, and then the other team just got to walk into it. Nah, man, they got screwed. They got screwed. All right, I'm all I'm right. saying it. I just want to say it before I stand with you, Wolfpack. You got screwed. You didn't get to play, and Vanderbilt gets to walk right in. Which I you know what Vanderbilt maybe Vanderbilt would have won. I I don't have any doubt that Vanderbilt might have won the game. Okay, but. Now, was that for the finals? That was the game to go to the finals. Oh, to go. Okay, but it's not the finals itself. Right, like, uh, but World NC State Series. had never been to the College World Series final. Well, womp, 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 womp. Oh, you're an ass. You're an ass. You're an ass. You got to feel for those. I, I feel like... Well, and I then, just, okay, how about this? How about could, this? And then on top of it... You know that this shit could happen. You got to lock it down and be as safe as humanly possible i get it but the ncaa also posted this at two in the morning okay so they've all woke up to it that's what that's how it found out and on top of that they then made a tweet the next day showing how twenty one thousand people were in attendance to the game (laughs) yeah yeah fuck you ncaa ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so now we'll go into regular baseball and this has been the first week of checking sticky substances in baseball. And, Galore! And uh, I put down hilariously disgraceful just the entire week. Like, that that's the best yeah. way I could describe it. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I compared it to was icing the kicker with a timeout. Because that just seemed to be what happened, right? Joe Girardi was a royal asshole to Max Scherzer. And just had what he, he checked them like three times over the course of four or five innings or yeah. something like that. Wrote down like, Scherzer's quote here: "Take all my clothes off if you want." Uh, and uh, you know what? I'll save that to, for later. There is foreshadowing to that one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, you will see why. It's a great story, but it, yeah, it, it it's ridiculous, and it's really it's well, how. Desmond phrased it. It's just proving what babies baseball players are. 
They are they are not looking good. Sergio Romo, did you see Sergio Romo's reaction? You got to follow this Twitter page. It's like MLB Sticky Substance reactions or something now. It just got created. And it's pretty fucking hilarious with all the other ones. Did you see Freddie Peralta in the Diamondbacks thing? No, I did not. Okay, they made him change his glove because it was gray. Oh, I did see that. What? I did, uh, when did that, that become a rule? Look, man, baseball is Baseball dumb. sucks. We've only baseball sucks. A, a million times. Now, I will say, we did get our first ejection yesterday. The Mariners, Hector Santiago, got uh, ejected on the new foreign substance protocols uh, in a game against the White Sox. But, um, yeah, it, they had it infected, and there was some foreign su- substance on it. Well, and he's claiming, he's claiming it was just sweat and rosin. And rosin's a legal substance. That's what they give you, right? And mm-hmm. sweat, like, you're not going to ban sweat. So let's see what it is when they test it. You know what I mean? Because I have heard that's what some of them use. Like, Trevor Bauer's a big advocate of... You know, he uses sweat and rosin or whatever in, in, in alternative for this spider tack bullshit or whatever it is. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's been it's been so weird this whole entire week of baseball. But I do have to say thank you to the Dodgers. They swept the Cubs. Now the Brewers are in first by three games. And oh. I, I don't know how. We need to talk about one more thing. If we're if we're talking about Dodgers and Cubs, the no no, the no no. There's another one. There's that, another one. Sprinkle it in. That's eight now this year, right? Yeah, and that's honestly, I am uh, more considerate of the seven inning no game, uh, no hitter. Is it's one pitcher as opposed to the no hitter over multiple pitchers? That's what I said. Exact wording. How are you going to count a no-hitter for everyone like that? If it's four pitchers or three pitchers, I think it was. and I, think, I thought it was four. Yeah, and Mad Bum throws a complete game, a seven-inning no-hitter, and it's not going to count. That's bullshit. Total that, bullshit. I, I, this is nothing against the Cubs, uh, the Cubs per se. It is everything for Mad Bum. Yeah, no, no. This isn't an insult at how the Cubs handle their no-hitter. No, that should be a no-hitter. But so should Madison Bumgarner's. Yeah, yeah. So what? Then, uh, like I said, what is that? Eight. That's our count of eight this year so far. And oh. how many how many home runs does Pujols have? Look it up. I didn't look it up before today. <laughs> uh, okay, Pujols. Keep talking. Yeah. I. Anyway, it was pretty big deal over there. Brewers are looking good. There is more baseball news. Uh, three players have been announced for the home run derby already now trevor story just came out today now joining oh yeah now joining pete alonzo and shohei otani at the home run derby which is at coors field i totally forgot that it's in colorado this year Uh, after that did you see uh uh, first of all who else is at 11 still oh shit okay we got to catch up to that yeah Um, it's catchable did you see did you see the jerseys for the All-Star game? Yeah, fucking They're ha- They're terrible. So bad. Yeah, not just terrible. They're really terrible. Atrocious is a good word. Yeah, it's bad. They're, they're absolute train wrecks. So much going on. I don't understand what they're doing with this stuff. I, um, honestly, the only one that I liked was the Brewers one. I don't know if I saw it. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'll send it to you real fast. Okay, Brewers, do that. The only reason why the Brewers one is so much better than everyone else's is that everyone else is in black on that on that dark red. The Brewers is actually in white, so it, it kind of works out. But um, yeah, it, it's not good. It's quite ugly, in fact. Well, I don't know. First of all, the Brewers have no chance at getting a hitter to the All Star game, right? Yeah. No chance. I think I think you're going to see four pitchers for them. Yeah, I think you could honestly put the three starters in Hader, right? Yep. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could see all of them. Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta all have pitched really well this year, all-star worthy, and then throw Hader in there at the end. They all could make it, but I don't think anyone with a bat in their hands is getting to the all-star game for the Brewers. No chance. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of anyone. Well, Osviel Garcia would be the only one because he's been our best hitter this year. Yikes. And that's just uh, not happening. You know what? Milwaukee's actually doesn't look terrible. No, it, it looks it looks solid. I wish they actually would have did that for the rest of them. Um, if you don't know, the, the jerseys themselves are either uh, black or, like, navy blue, and uh, they have red lettering going down the left side uh, just of the cities with the team logo over top of that. It looks atrocious. Why wouldn't they just put the team logo like under the Nike logo and then have Mill on the side? Why don't they why do they have the logo over the lettering? Why uh, yeah, why wouldn't you do the the lettering on the right side and the logo on the left? Right. Uh, yeah. Again, I I think it works if you would have did it in the white font. Because, I mean, you know what? No, because there's Colorados, and that's not good looking either. Ugly. Uh, ugly. MLB, yeah, take yeah, your L. No. Take your L again, MLB. Um, now, I, I do want to say as well, uh, you know, we are biased a little bit. We are Brewers fans, and we are hometown Milwaukee boys here. Um, but the Brewers are the best team in the MLB since the trade of what's his nuts? Why can't I think of Willie Adams? Yes, Willie who's Adamas. a fucking stud? He's a fucking are, stud, man. They are twenty-four and ten. Stud. Since he's a fucking stud. I want him on my team forever. He's he's batting like two eighty on the team now since he's been up there, which doesn't sound like crazy, but when you have seen the bats for the Brewers since this year, that he's he's nuts. He's getting he RBIs every night. It's knocked up Luis Urias as well, who is batting like 273 since the trade has uh, happened too. So it, it's worked. And you know what? I was not a super big fan of that trade when it first happened because of the amount of bullpen arms that it gave up, the good bullpen arms it gave up. Right. But, man, you know, it looks like David Stern, the GM, pulled off another good one if this continues to pan out the way that it's been well and he finally found his shortstop he couldn't find the shortstop that's what he yeah. kept messing up he traded our for arcia he traded for urias which looked bad but now that shaw went down urias moved over to third and he's actually been playing pretty good but he found his shortstop he, he's been looking for his shortstop and he couldn't get it and adamas is doing pretty well and making it look like he might be the guy and on top of that, these starting pitchers are now starting to go a little long. Like, Craig Council is actually leaving starting pitchers in, 
now instead of taking him out in the fourth inning after they give up two runs, which made no sense the entire year. And, and Eric Lauer's going the like super long too. He's pitching into six and seven innings. That's what I'm that saying. Is not Eric Lauer. No. Eric Lauer goes four innings. That's bad. Yeah, gives up four, like all the the whole shebang. And if we got these three guys, I, we still need a power bat. We still need a power bat. Someone who can just hit dongs. Yelich is starting to come around a little bit, but your boy, your boy's back though. And he had a pretty damn good weekend. Keston Hira. Fuck Keston Hira. I, I don't believe in him either. Two be- home runs. Okay. That's great. Like, great. What do you have? Like like five RBIs? He now has like one more home run than Adrian Hauser. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Took him this long. Took him to June 28th to pass him in homers. Okay. Get it. Yeah. Um... I thought I had one more baseball thing I wanted to bring up. Is there another baseball thing you wanted to bring up? Uh, let me see. I know I thought I had something, but... Oh, we were talking home run no. derby right there. Um, Like I said, Trevor Story, the newest one to be announced. Uh, should we do something for the home run derby? Should we have like a competition for us just to make it more interesting because the home run derby's kind of sucked the last few years? Sure, why not? Yeah. What are we doing? We, we, we want to draft our teams? We can do that. We can do that. Something along yeah, those we'll lines. Play, we'll play, uh, we'll do like a weird point deal where like. Every, uh, oh yeah, we could draft our teams based off points and home runs. Well, and, and like, obviously we could do like a placement uh, point, you know, as well. Like, uh, you know, if this person's first, you get 10 points. If this person's, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um. But yeah, we could do something like that and kind of really make it special. <laughs> okay, that's what we'll do then. Um, we'll move on there from baseball. Uh, we don't really have a end game thing here today, do we? Uh, I don't, but um, I do want to talk about another thing as well, if you don't mind. What is that? It's your boy... Your favorite head coach in the NCAA, Greg Gard. Um, yeah, and how he just doesn't know how to talk to players? Uh, apparently to anyone. Uh, Greg Gard, head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers basketball team, is uh, un- uh, surprisingly, I have no idea why Wisconsin is backing this man, but he has literally destroyed any chemistry with his players and staff and it's it's absolutely shocking yeah i miss bo ryan a lot i miss bo ryan a lot the wisconsin state journal uh actually posted a 37 minute audio tape and it was the audio was recorded secretly apparently on february 19th when the head coach three assistants and seven seniors had a meeting together and it got ugly super fast. I actually did not listen to this audio. Did you hear anything? Do you like... want me to read some of the quotes? Yeah, I do. I do want you to. Uh, Cause I have a fair amount of them and they are, they're ugly. Give me some of uh, them. Yeah. Micah Potter. 
did I waste a year of my life to come back here? I was planning on coming back, having a great year, and making a Final Four run. All this kind of stuff, and then this crap happens, and it's like no one knows what to do, and it's all this rut, and it's because of a disconnect with you. So there's one. Yikes. And that's and what, and that's virtually the best player saying that. And this is, it's not getting any better. Uh, Nate Rubers, I can't talk to you. I just don't want to talk to you. After this, Coach, I don't know what type of relationship we're going to have, if we're even going to have one. <sighs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Here, I, I got another one for you. Demetric Trice. Last year, we were playing for one another, but we were also playing for you. I feel like the disconnect is we're, is is we are not playing for you right now. We're not here to build your resume, so to speak, with all respect given. Yeah, great guard. Well, <sighs> hold on, I got even more. And the last one, Walt McGrory. I don't know if I'll ever talk to you again after this. We don't even talk here. I'll avoid talking to you here. So why would I even talk to you after I leave? I can't hold a conversation with you. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, I, I don't even know how uh, how this could even, why, why does Wisconsin think it's okay to keep this coach? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't done anything for the team. They've got a couple of tournament appearances, but have not been anything since Bo Ryan really left and Frank Kaminsky you know, and Sam Decker and all them guys. It's definitely just think, go ahead. Just think this. Um, you remember the start of last year? Uh, I should say uh, I, I think it was January. Kobe King was part of that roster, and he ended up just leaving out of nowhere, right? Yes. And the whole public turned on that poor man you know he was labeled a quitter he was bashed by fans and everyone and his integrity was questioned by even some reporters uh, specifically andy katz uh got at him and here's the thing king left because of the strength coach you, you know he, he left because of that uh that yeah. whole n-word situation. right right and you know, so this is not just a one uh, a one person thing. This is this is a team. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But like, this is a culture. It's definitely not something you like to hear as a Wisconsin basketball fan. It's probably time to move on from Greg Gard. He has not proven to be anything that is worth keeping around it's it, it you know and now they're probably on the verge of being the second best basketball school in the state now if marquette can turn things around which they've already been making big moves to do as well too yeah uh marquette definitely seems like it's going to come back to form uh with their history that they've had and yeah, I, I think... Well, and they just hired Shaka Smart, too. And they just hired yeah. Shaka Smart, which... Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why they'll be back. And uh, they, a huge move form. for Marquette, a huge move. It's going to be great for recruiting. It's going to be... It's probably going to be the place to go in Wisconsin. Why would you want to go to UW right now to play basketball? The team 
was ranked seventh, I believe, in the AP polls to start the year last year, and then ended up plundering all the way out of the top twenty-five. Yeah, I, I was gonna say they were unranked. It's it's wild, um, and it, it does not look good for Wisconsin, and that, that's super unfortunate. <sighs> okay, I got a bunch of like really good um quick hits types things but like you maybe we can go a little in depth on them you know what i mean i have i got a i have i have a couple myself i i have a lot of big ones it looks like okay number one did you see james conrad in the disc golf championship on the crazy birdie throw to beat paul Macbeth? i did and i can see that you are uh you are spicing things up for me i um did you, uh, my biggest takeaway from that wasn't how crazy the disc golf shot was, but more of, damn, James Conrad looks like he plays a lot of disc golf. <laughs> that was, it was a very, a guy with a super long ponytail and a huge, like, hippie beard, and he's wearing, like, cargo shorts at a professional sporting event. And I was like, yep, he he definitely plays disc golf. That w- uh, it, look, you go online, go on YouTube, and just type in dis- like professional disc golf players. They are wild. I can only hope to be a quarter of the level of good that those guys are. Because um, I'm a, I've turned into an avid disc golfer. Just played this past weekend in the pouring rain, which was awesome, by the way. But yeah, it's uh, it's wild. Definitely was a really crazy shot. It was 240 yards away, hit the birdie to tie it so that he could force a playoff, which he then won. So kudos, James Conrad, if you're listening. Yes. Next up, um, Christina, Christiana Clemens qualified for the Olympics wearing cool ranch Doritos earrings. And then (laughs) she, then she was able to get on a bag of cool ranch Doritos. Oh, yeah, that is awesome. She, I yeah, hear that? Uh, but that is amazing. Yes, she qualified for the Olympics. I, I believe she was a runner. Now I, I didn't write down her event. Oh no, but wore Cool Ranch Dorito earrings, and then Doritos was like, "Yeah, you can get on our bag." And now she has her own Dorito bag. <laughs> that is so freaking cool i am in love with this woman yes so look her up look her up she'll be in she'll be in tokyo this year keeping it up with the olympics which i also really want to get into this summer uh juvon harrison from america won the high jump and the long jump for the u.s first person to do this since jim thorpe in 1912 damn that's what I'm saying. Like, you better watch out for Javon Harrison, too. Like, holy shit. That was a pretty uh, big deal. Uh, just so you know, Clemens ran the 100-meter hurdles. With Cool Ranch Doritos. Yes. Yeah, what a bit. What a badass bitch. Badass bitch. <laughs> Next uh, up. But that's super cool about the uh, the jumper. That, you know, like, that's an awesome feat to have. And Jim Thorpe? Like, Jim Thorpe, everyone knows his name, but, like, no one saw him, actually, because he's so old. But he was the shit, obviously. So. Yeah, uh, Jim Thorpe is 
is kind of a legend in the sporting world. Uh, you know, and that's coming from someone, you know, at this point is now a, over a hundred years ago. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Everyone, right? everyone knows the name Jim Thorpe, but he played every sport, like literally just anything he could do. He was just a freak. So kudos to Juvon Harrison. And what else do I got? There's soccer going on in Europe. That's it. That's all I wrote. Um, (laughs) Cause yes, it is. It is the uh, qualifying. I I know that the round of 16 uh, just happened or it's still going. Yeah. There's soccer going on in Europe. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. We'll, we'll, we'll acknowledge who wins. Stanley Cup Finals as well is going to be starting up, and we got the Tampa Bay Lightning back with the Montreal Canadiens, which is kind of cool because Montreal has been trash for quite some time, and uh, they're finally back to potentially being an, a winner again. All right, very nice. So that was talking soccer and hockey on Down the Wire, and moving on. So a uh, big deal today: Demarius Thomas retired. I didn't even know he yes. wasn't retired. Like, yeah. Yeah, wasn't he on uh, Jacksonville, right? I no idea. Didn't I didn't even look any research up on him. I found out he retired today, and it just said former Bronco. So I think he was a free agent, and he just finally filed his retirement papers. Well, he's definitely re-signing with the Broncos, uh, just to kind of wrap it up. Because, I mean, it's Demarius Thomas. Everyone knows that that's where uh, he played. Yes. I have also right here more Wisconsin news. Did you see Graham Mertz today? No, I did not. Okay, Graham Mertz, the quarterback for Wisconsin, becomes the first NCAA player to establish a trademark based on name, image, and likeness after the new rules change in the NCAA. So he's got his own logo and shit. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of it. It's kind of a douchey move, in my opinion, to be the <laughs> first one to do it. Yeah, I really wasn't. I, I don't know. But I feel like it's big news, at least, to be covered. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, Tony, Tony is not a fan of Grand Mertz, by the way. And, no, he's kind of douchey. Yeah, and so I, I kind of wanted to side with Tony on this one. Like, I don't think you're the guy to be doing this. You know what I mean? That's fair. So, Entirely fair. Um, so that's news, but I was kind of like, eh, after, whatever. Mississippi. Quick, quick follow-up. Demarius Thomas uh, played with the Broncos until 2017, then Houston Texans 2018, New York Jets in 2019. Oh, my so God. So he didn't even play last year. Yeah, yikes. All right, so he's officially retired now. And what else I got? Mississippi State's going to take on Vanderbilt in the College World Series starting tonight. Going to have to root for Mississippi State after Vanderbilt got there for free. Um, What else do we have right here? Did you hear about Brandon Jacobs? Yeah, he's coming back, and teams are interested in him. As a defensive end. Yeah, he got swole. He, He got three. He has three teams. Interested in him coming back as a defensive end, he says. He's 38 years old. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm good. I wouldn't even take a flyer on him. What? Man. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Stop. Stop. I'm not signing Brandon Jacobs. Get out of here. And I got two more things. Francis Tiafu upsetting the number four in Wimbledon in Stefano 
Dittapadapadapadis. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> and I just brought that up because you were talking tennis last time, and this guy was an American. So, woo! He was the number four in the world. I had no reason else. And also, we didn't talk about it yet, which was kind of a travesty, NBA draft lottery. Um, Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando round out the top five. Six is Oklahoma City, Golden State, Orlando, Sacramento, New Orleans, Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, Golden State. Again, that is your entire lottery, the 14 picks right there. Um... So I guess we'll have to like do a little bit of an NBA draft thing, even though I don't know anything about any of these players uh, at some point along the way here. Uh, we'll have to do a di- bigger deep dive into that because it's a big deal. Do you know uh, that, do you know who? what are the luckiest slash unluckiest teams in the history of the NBA draft? Lucky lottery ready? Well, Lucky I'm going to guess lottery. the luckiest teams involve the Magic and the Rockets. Well, I, here, here, over the course of the last five years, the unluckiest teams are number one, Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Slash Atlanta Hawks. Both of them, uh, their difference are at uh, minus 1.67. And then the Washington Wizards at minus 1.33. Oh. And then, the three luckiest teams, the L.A. Lakers, Charlotte Hornets, and Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, so I was not even close. No, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, they've had... Um, How do you that, determine I, that? I, Just based off, like, they got improvements from there? Uh, yeah, I would think it's probably the, the split difference between where they draft, where where they were expected to draft, and where they ended up drafting. Fair enough, fair enough. Um... I think that's all I got. Those are my quick hits. But there's a lot of good ones right there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Again, I got four more. Let's go right back to the NFL. First up, did you see that Eli Manning is getting rehired by the Giants? No, but hopefully to play quarterback, right? Uh, Front office to work on business ops and fan engagement. Oh, God. That sounds so gross. Like just. It sounds just as boring as Eli Manning. Yeah, he's... What do you think he deals with, with fan engagement? Like, just let's mouth breathe on each other right now? Like... Uh, <sighs> hey, uh, he just, like, calls, like, a whole bunch of people together, like, like Giants fans, and they can all do that dumb stare into the distance. Uh, uh, Perfect. Yeah. Right? You could see my face. It was It was pretty spot on. Uh, another thing that I'm surprised you missed, Carl Nassib, dude. We talked about this. I talked about this at the end last time. Did we? Yeah, I covered it right at the end of the episode. It was breaking news, oh, remember? Oh, you did. It was breaking news. I did forget about that. Yes. My bad. Yes. Same, same. Carl Nassib was breaking news last week. Uh, for a reminder, first openly gay player, active gay player, actually, in the NFL. All right, and now I go into my traditionally wacky stories. Uh, in a high school basketball game in San Diego, you had a, 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 the, the two high school teams were uh, Coronado and Orange Glen. Orange Glen being a traditionally Latino high school, I will say. Uh, after Coronado won, though, the Coronado players and fans 
started throwing tortillas at Orange Glenn. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah. Come on. Yikes. Dude. Uh, and also needed to be noted, the tor- uh, tortillas were brought by an adult. Yeah, well, that sounds like a stupid adult thing to do, to be honest. Come on, though. Really? Shame on all of you, dude. Yeah, that's just... The parents that get involved in high school sports are just fucking ridiculous. All the time. All the time. And uh, my last bit of awesomeness. Do you know what cam soda is? No. Cam soda is one of the world's largest adult webcam services. Oh. So, a.k.a. a porn site. Right. It's like OnlyFans. And uh, after the ridiculousness of last week's baseball stick'em starterness, right, the adult site has reportedly offered $100,000 to Max Max Scherzer, Sergio Romo, Jacob deGrom, Trevor Bauer, Zach Wheeler, Garrett Cole, and Shohei Otani to drop their trousers and undo their belts. Ooh. Okay. So, for a hundred grand on cam? Yes. They're going to do an hour-long webcam show on on the website. Oh, that's a long time. That's a long time. That, I thought it was just a long, that's a long time. But how awesome is that? That that's a long time. I I couldn't do that for an hour, for an hour for a hundred grand. Oh no, no. Oh, I would do it. Well, I know I, you I would. would do it. For a hundred grand for an hour. Why not? I I mean okay okay. I knew you would do it. I knew you would do it. <laughs> like granted, you know. They knew they weren't going to get anywhere. It's only a hundred thousand dollars. You know, these pitchers all make way more than that. Right. But, right. You know, so clearly it's not going to happen. If they were serious, they would have offered a lot more money. You know, they would have had to have gone to what? Probably eight figures. Yeah, more, maybe more. They make thirty million a year. All those guys, pretty much. Definitely seven. It has to be in the millions. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no chance it's, for a hundred grand. It's a shame though. It would have been awesome, but it's <laughs> still a great story. All right, uh, that's right around where our time is at the end here. Good, good little segment at the end to finish up. That was a good, good finish right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Still good. Oh, I think. Uh, I think Cam Soda's looking for a good finish as well for uh, one of these pitchers. Uh, that's, the, that's the that's the signing bonus, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in to Down the Wire. If you guys made it this far, of course. It is episode 21 in the books now. And I'm still out here. We got, what, like five more virtually before we get back to in person. And then we go back to virtually again. But still, like... We're counting them down. We're almost there. We're we're getting through it, and we're having a good time still. Still having fun. Back to normal with just me and Dave this week. Um, what else? Oh, I do have some kind of big news. Um, I actually was pretty hype, excited. This today, I 
found out I will be working at a nationally televised broadcast for the first time in my life in a couple weeks. Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. yeah, that's pretty fucking lit. That's pretty fucking lit. Um yeah, that's that's much better than my big news. My big news was I got to share a Dairy Queen chicken tender with Kurt Angle this past weekend. That's way cooler than my news. I don't know what the fuck no, you're talking not. about. It's Kurt not, Angle. Not, 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 <laughs> stop yourself. Uh, that's cool. Hey, Kurt Angle, that's pretty lit, though. That's pretty lit. Olympian. It's getting right back into the season of it. Yeah. All right. So we'll have – um. But anyway, that's a really cool opportunity, and we got a lot of cool stuff planned for Down the Wire. Like I said, next week we'll have a little game probably planned out for you. But it was a good, like, just news day kind of thing, covering the big stuff. I'll show you my nipple for $12. Peace.